You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, presented to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast and network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nada the Scribe. If you got in Nada's mentions this weekend, it means that you were most likely either either praising him for his take on James Borrego or arguing with him with his take on James Borrego. We'll get to JB, the kind of coach he is, I guess a little bit as we go forward. We'll also get to most important. Nah, I mean, we'll see. Uh, We'll see. Uh, We'll talk a little bit more really just about the new Orleans Pelicans loss that they suffered yesterday. Nada, you were hoping to talk about a two game winning streak after they picked up that win against Orlando performed pretty well in the second half offensively. Every quarter they got above 25, but they ended up scoring 122 in total against the magic. So they took care of a game. They really needed to, that was a game on paper. You should have won. And nevertheless, it was still big because of the way you're fighting in the Eastern conference standings. Same with this one. You lose to the New Orleans Pelicans and you had a shot. In fact, you had multiple opportunities down the stretch and you score 25 in the first 42 points in the second quarter. Terry Rozier goes for over 20 in the first half and he would continue to score 29 in the third great offense all game long and you score 14 in the final quarter of action while also allowing Jackson Hayes to eventually get them enough separation to win this game. How bad is this loss, Nada? I would say, I, again, if had they won that game, I would be coming into this podcast dancing. I would be doing a little boogie, a little shake, mm. maybe a cabbage patch yeah. even. You'd have to turn on the camera yeah, exactly. if you're going to do that. I'd want to see that. Yeah, no, exactly. I might, and I might have done that. I might have turned on the camera for that too. But please do. here's the problem. They didn't win because I would have felt good enough about this eight seed. Like, this is the worst... Like, I don't want to, I, I can't keep calling these losses late the low point of the season, but I want to. Oh, I want to call <laughs> this one the, wor- the low point in the season because there's no business, lo- you have no business losing to a team helmed by Jackson Hayes, uh, Wenyan Gabriel, uh, Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> the Gabriel one's the one that made me yeah, laugh no, no, because, yeah, yeah like, I got gotcha. you. Like, that's the thing. Like we're talking about guys that are ancillary pieces on title contenders at best. And that collection beat you last night. And not only did they beat you, but they held you to 14 points and basically said, you know what? We're going to shut off Terry Rozier's water and we're going to dare everyone else to beat us. And you know what? We bet you can't. And guess what happened? The Hornets didn't do squat. They gave 14 points. Like, at some point, I kind of wanted to see the Brad Wanamaker experiment end. I wanted to see more Caleb Martin. I understand why they didn't play Caleb Martin, because Caleb Martin is good for one side of the floor, kind of like Bismack Biombo. I We saw Cody Zeller come back in, into form and do all of this. And, and like, Walker, I don't want to say these guys ruined my Mother's Day, but I'm pretty damn close to saying it. 
Like, like, maybe, <laughs> oh no, yeah, yeah. Like this was a disappointing. This was a disappointing loss for someone that shouldn't have expectation and is closer and closer to having those expectations. I'm fairly upset right now, and I'm trying my best not to turn this into a rated R podcast. Well, the the thing is, you give up 112 points to New Orleans when they don't have Brandon Ingram and they don't have Zion Williamson, and that's tough because if you were to look at the next five games going into this one, right, there's four games left on the schedule, but when you talk about the five games left starting with New Orleans and they don't bring you Ingram and they don't bring you Zion Williamson and the next four games, it's Denver, the Clippers, the Knicks, and then the Wizards, who are red hot, even with Bradley Beal out. We'll see how that happens at the end of the season. We'll see if Beal comes back or anything like that. But that's if he does, we know how strong the Wiz is right now. And Russell Westbrook is playing like MVP, borderline efficient Russell Westbrook. Bradley Beal is giving you 50. We saw that game against the Pacers where they just made winning plays. And on top of that triple-double, a monstrous triple-double, Russell Westbrook comes in and has the game winning block. I just incredible from what Russ was doing along with Bradley Beal, giving you 50 along with Daniel Gafford, giving the Washington wizards a resurgence at the big man spot. I that's the end of the game. I was counting so much on the whiz at the end of the season, looking at the Knicks as well, where I didn't expect them to be like this, but now the Knicks are red hot. They just beat the Clippers. Clippers are also a good basketball team. Denver hasn't shown any signs of slowing down without Jamal Murray on the roster. This is one you should have capitalized on. And Terry Rozier tried his best. He was bananas offensively, hit seven three-pointers, goes for 43. LaMelo had a nice offensive game. PJ, not the most efficient night, but did enough. I mean, 12 rebounds and 14 points. It's not like it was this god-awful performance from him. And defensively, you allowed New Orleans to get back in it enough. And then it was the fourth quarter where you just couldn't hit anything. That was the biggest problem. And the Pelicans find a way to win without their two borderline and official all-stars. That's the thing that bugs me about this the most. There was no, like, if Brandon Ingram came in here and dropped a 50-piece, would we be mad? Probably not. Because Brandon Ingram is a really good player. But it's literally, like, the pips beat you. It wasn't Gladys Knight that beat you. It was the pips that beat you. And then on top of that, Terry Rozier pulled a Kemba. Like, literally, 40 points, and then they lose because everybody else let him down. And then that, on top of that, there was the whole scare about, did LaMelo break his wrist again? Oh, my God. Well, Nada, I was cursing at the television. Yeah. I, you, we, we can discuss. I, I have a couple of problems with JB that have been documented this season. It does not mean that I think he's a bad coach. I don't think he's a bad coach. There are disagreements and that's okay. It has to do with playing guys. You talk about being mad at Borrego. I, I wanted him to take LaMelo out a lot sooner than he did. And it took a while for Malik Monk to go to the damn scores table when LaMelo w- refused to use his right hand for like the next possession and a half. And then on the fast break had no choice, but to kind of use his right hand. And then he's going up in traffic in a fast break transition opportunity. And I'm like, good God. I mean, we're, we're just wanting him to completely destroy his wrist. That's what kind of track what That's what kind of direction we're on right now. And thank God he was healthy enough to come back and we're okay. I, I still, I'm a little worried because 
the training staff cleared him the last time and it didn't work. So I think it's okay to have that in the back of our mind, but not, a, I was angry. I was, I was legitimate. I'm not kidding. I was cursing at the television, get him out of the bleeping game. And finally they did, but my God, I just don't know why they couldn't see it. I don't understand it either. And it's, it, and honestly, that's at this point, if you have it, like he's not on the injury report tonight, he's as, as of today, he is not on the injury report, but would it surprise me if they took an MRI and they found something later? I hope not. But and, and again, there are people that are probably yelling at me why, why about why am I putting this in the universe? And, and you know what? You're right. But at the same time, I like putting this in the universe, quite honestly. But um, yeah, because you're you're an agent of chaos. Yes, I am very much an agent of chaos. What are you talking about? But anyway, I just like I really just would have preferred the Hornets to handle their business, and they didn't. And I understand it's a young team. I understand it's one of those things where teams have adjusted. I just honestly wonder where, like, and this is a conversation we probably should have in the next segment. But yeah. I'm wondering where a lot of guys were in that se- in the second half of that game. Because outside of Terry, there was a whole bunch of people that felt real comfortable and shut it down a half too early. And now you're looking at, well, a, at, at, at a whole bunch of mess. And maybe you win one or two games, and maybe that secures you eight, and we'll go for it. All right, well, I want to talk about the youth on the other side as well. We'll continue this conversation, but not before I remind you guys to visit Indeed. You're the hiring expert for your company, and what you really need is help making your short list of quality candidates, and you need a hiring partner who helps make your life easier. You need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three, post, screen, and interview, all on Indeed.com. Get your quality short list of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster, only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications, and schedule complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. With tools like Indeed Instamatch, giving you quality candidates whose resume on Indeed fits your job description immediately, and Indeed skills test that on average reduces hiring time by 27%. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. If you're hiring, you need Indeed. Get started right now with the free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash locked. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked. Indeed.com slash locked. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. We'll talk a little more about that game coming up next. Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. You have gone to that in an after school special show, (laughs) and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. You have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because here's the thing, though. Clerks clerks one and clerks two tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and for the most part about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and baseball is in full swing, so make sure you get over to bet online and get some skin in the game. Before the next pitch, head over to bet online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information so you don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the playoffs. You get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, too. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts, promo code LOCKEDON, 
Online for that 50% welcome bonus when you head to Bet Online on your mobile device or just go to the website on your laptop, whatever. Just go to Bet Online with that promo code locked on. All right, let's talk about the New Orleans Pelicans once again, Nada, because I think there's a comparison to be made here a little. You said, I know that this is a young team when you mentioned the Charlotte Hornets, and you're right. Of course, it's a young team. You've got a rookie, LaMelo Ball out there. You're relying on for 20 shots in this game. Terry Rozier, while he's a veteran, you know, it's, I guess, somewhat of a younger veteran, but he's 26. Yeah, you still have, you still have. Caleb getting real run. You've got uh, McDaniels getting real run. PJ Washington getting real run. Malik, same thing. It is a younger team, but it was also the young guys for the Pelicans that beat you last night. Nikhil Alexander-Walker hits a couple three-pointers, 5 of 11, plays 21 minutes, gives you 13 points, and has a nice feed to Jackson Hayes to help win the game when he scores 18 points goes eight of 11 from the field was all over the place eight rebounds and here's another one that hurts you it's billy hernan gomez he comes in and gives you 22 minutes 16 rebounds five offensive rebounds to mention and nine points four turnovers but the 16 rebounds hurt you and we've talked about it a lot Billy and the post defense, it was atrocious. Okay. I I mean, you would just see him constantly get beat down low and it was a real problem. But the one thing we would give him credit for and a lot is the dude rebounds with the best of them. And it's what's going to keep him a job in the NBA. And there's a value in that. Obviously the fact that your rebounding percentage is as good as it is. This is no different, right? Like this is what he was doing. Even with the Hornets. I just always felt the defense was so bad. You couldn't play him as much and even got some skill offensively. I I just thought the defense was so atrocious, but he helped out the Pelicans yesterday. James Johnson shows up. They just got nice performances from a lot of different dudes. And a lot of those guys were also young. It hurt the Hornets when really it's kind of your reflection looking back at you in a lot of different ways. No, no, it was. And the funny thing is, and you mentioned Billy Hernan Gomez, and I'm glad you brought, brought up Billy Hernan Gomez because I saw Billy Hernan Gomez make the right rotation and make defensive plays for the first time in the Spectrum <laughs> Center in four years. I saw it last night. I seen it. I promise you I saw it. I seen it. I seen it. But, like, that's the crazy part to this, Walker. Like, we're watching this team legitimately make plays and have unlikely guys make plays. Wenyan Gabriel made plays. Uh, Again, Jackson Hayes looked like the second coming of friggin' Dwight Howard. Six blocks, 18 points, eight rebounds, three of the offensive variety. Like, Like, that's the thing. Like, a whole bunch of this, and I don't, and I keep, I hate to talk about the big man situation, but if Billy Hernan Gomez is going to look like this, then maybe this team does have an issue in evaluating decent big men. Maybe that's a problem because I'm because I, I, I don't want to go there. I don't want to be that kind of person. But when we consider the fact that Billy Hernan Gomez in one offseason – looks like a whole different big man than what he was here. And granted, that a lot of that might be Stan Van Gundy and the way they, they do defense. But if that's going to be the case, and granted, there were some times where Cody just took that man straight to the basket and took his lunch money. But the way he was rebounding, the way he was sealing, the way he just offered some sort of size, it's a fair question to ask, hey, maybe this was a mistake in letting him go. 
Yeah, that that's fine, right? Like I, I'm okay with that because he's got that rebounding. He's got the rebounding skill, and he is offensively skilled. I mean, we know that he's a, a good scorer down low. Uh, again, it was just on the other end of the floor. I thought it was too bad, and James Borrego would get frustrated. And to me, when you discuss evaluating big men, the the way that shows up, Nada, is something that I will say once again: it's playing biz as much as they do. That's what shows up in it. If you want to move on from Billy because you think you might get another big guy out there on the free agent market, which they tried. You know, they tried to go get a Christian Wood and a Montrez Harrell, which I know you, you can roll your eyes for sure, because defensively he's got real limitations that wouldn't have helped this team in that regard. But we know that the Hornets were looking for big men and they drafted a couple in the second round. They traded up for one who isn't getting any playing time along with the other guy, Vernon Carey, that they drafted. But the way that they misevaluate their big guys is the whole biz over Cody thing. I know biz gave you five field goals against the Orlando magic. Okay. I know that, but I watched biz struggle defensively, even with a couple of blocks to his name last night, where there were a couple of plays that new Orleans or that the Hornets got lucky on biz, just not putting his hands up on cutters going to the pain where he's not stepping out on guys that are approaching the basket quite quickly enough. I, I his defense that's the reason we think that he's getting this time over Cody. And I know Cody's post defense isn't anything to be celebrated, but it's just not that big of a gap. It's just not. And offensively, there is a huge gap and not, I go back to what Matt Moore put out on Twitter. I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, the net rating for Cody, which is not an end all be all stat, right? We can use these stats for whatever you want to, but you take this however you want. The net rating for Cody this year is like plus two. I think it's 1.7 coming into this game or something like that. I think it was different from what Matt put it to after a couple of games, but basically it's about plus two, right? <laughs> Biz is, is 10 difference south, uh, 10 point difference south from that. It's like negative nine, negative eight. I mean, Biz defensively just doesn't make up enough for what Cody gives you offensively. And that's the problem with me. Like, that's my biggest problem with Borrego. Every other guy that he's held out for a while, he's eventually put the player I want in at some point or sooner or later, right? But Biz continues to get minutes in a way I don't think are justified. I, I See, the thing is, I can't argue with that. I just go to – it's funny because Cody Zeller mentioned it in the post game last night, and he's right. Like he said, I am not a rim protector. And legitimately, that's yeah. the <laughs> only reason – and it's a philosophy. It's clearly a philosophy thing with taking away the paint points. Brego doesn't see the taking away the paint points as important in the pick and roll, and he'd rather a shot blocker. It's kind of why there's part of me that thinks the guy that was really driving the bus when it came to James Wiseman was James Borrego. There's a part of me that really does believe that. At the same time, I'm wondering if the philosophy is just going to have to change because. I don't think you can do this switching thing, and I don't think you can do this. We need a guy to protect the rim because as much as I like Biz and I understand why he's playing, it's really getting hard not to defend, not to like literally. It's getting hard to defend Biz being out there for long stretches at a time, and I understand neither are good, but I can't defend it as much anymore. Well, and, and the other thing I'll, I'll say, I mean, look, I, I hate doing this because, of course, Biz is an all-time good guy. I mean, we can keep this what it is and just talk about his on-court performance. But here we are praising Biombo for going five of five from the field against one of the worst teams in the league. And here we are saying, hey, decent game. 
Decent game from Biz. Hit all of his shots. You know, decent job. 11 rebounds, a couple blocks. Solid. Not it's 11 points. <laughs> and and that is, and nobody's wrong to say that. Like, hey, that's a solid point from Biz. You know, that's, that's a solid night. You know, Cody, when he's come in, has had a couple of those nights immediately upon being played. You know, he gives you 17. James Brago talked about Cody, said, yeah, he was really good. So I guess I just struggle even with the significance being overplayed on who starts and who finishes. Biz is still giving you more minutes than what Cody is. I I don't even think Cody is the best center in the league. But here we are saying with Biz against Orlando, hey, pretty solid, pretty decent performance. Cody comes in and gives you 17 points, 11 against Chicago, 11 against Detroit, 16 against Boston. The rebounding is basically averaging around seven or something like that. <laughs> it's, I can't justify it, Nada. Yeah. Like defensively, it's just not good enough. So we'll see. Uh, well, let's take let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. We can continue it on the other side. I've already gone in on this quite a bit. Let's talk about Built Bar instead. Built Bar Madness. You saw all of the flavors go through to the final four. I forget what they called. I think it was something like the flavorful the championship, four. the flavorful four. That's right. And then they were battling to go to the championship. That is absolutely correct. But it's because they've got so many different excellent flavors. All of it was a, a tournament of winners. They were all so good. Coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint, brownie. There's so many good flavors. They're low in calories. They're low in sugar, but they're high in protein and high in fiber. And when you go to builtbar.com and use promo code lock 15, you get 15% off of your first order. Again, use promo code locked 15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. We got one more segment to come up on the Lockdown Hornets podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. This is Locked on Hornets. I don't like doing that unless like I am totally annoyed. I don't drop the big joker in spades or that early. I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Today on the Locked On Today pod, how should NFL teams handle players who do not want to get vaccinated? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow that on Locked On Today or the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. I actually think that's an episode you can catch from last week. I think the episode today is going to be whether the New York Knicks can make a deep playoff run. So you can catch up on these Locked On Today's. Knicks deep playoff run. Playoff run. I might have. I don't want to. I shouldn't put adjectives there. You're right. So maybe it's just playoff run. I was about to say we don't but, tell fa- we don't tell fairy tales like that on Locked On Podcast. Now <laughs> playoff run. The Knicks. What about just playoff run? What What is the difference between a deep and just a plain old playoff run? Is it getting to do you? Do you have to make the conference finals if you make a deep playoff yes. run? Okay. Yes. I think that's fair. If you make a playoff run, it means you win one series and maybe compete in the second round. But if you make a deep playoff run, it means you have to win two yeah, rounds. Yeah, exactly. Like, again, I think that's, that's fair. fair. I think that's fair. Nice job. You are absolutely correct to call me out on that. Yeah. yeah. No, no um, it's not necessarily calling you out. I'm calling the copy out. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah, it's not my fault. It's the copy's fault. I am Ron Burgundy. Exactly. I only read what you put in front of me. So if you mistype something, then it is indeed your fault. Can we go back to the Wizards for a second, Please, Nada? Um, the Washington Wizards and even the Toronto Raptors, they did something that the Charlotte Hornets didn't. And they acquired a new big man. 
right? The Wizards, they go for Daniel Gafford. And I like Daniel Gafford. We've talked about it. Coming out of Arkansas, should have been maybe a second round pick for the Hornets. I would have been pretty interested in that. And then NBA Twitter, another one of NBA Twitter's favorite big men, Ken Birch, he goes to Toronto and he's providing a pretty big impact there. You know, I, I don't know, I, even with the problem with biz, I certainly think you need another big guy on this roster, right? I, I'm not saying that's not a problem, but I've also documented how good the overall lineup is when PJ plays the five. I think Cody is adequate enough to be your backup, but also you do need some type of rim protection, especially if that's what James Brego wants to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's something we saw in his interim basis with Orlando. We know that he values that. So, okay, if, if you feel like you need that, then go out and get one. I Not only do I think that's fine, I think you should. But it does lead me to another point about should they can you get away with trying to go after somebody cheap, you know, kind of like we've seen with the second round picks before. And, and this kind of leads into our conversation of drafting on Yeka Kungwu during draft time, you know, to resurrect that kind of conversation, not a where are you as we're at the end of the season on that conversation, how to acquire the big guy. But do you do the cheap thing? Do you do the draft thing, how how necessary is it? You can blast me just like our listeners if you want to for asking that, but I just, I you're seeing Eastern Conference teams benefit from some of the moves they made at five. Look, the Knicks went out and signed Norvell Pell to a 10-day, and guess what? He stayed with them on the roster. Like, the addressing of the big man is going to be the undoing of this team, despite the fact that they've repeatedly said this team is ahead of schedule. This team is ahead of schedule. This team is ahead of schedule. I can understand why people think this, this team is ahead of schedule. I understand that they didn't expect this. At some point, plans have to change. And in order to functionally assess this team, a big man should have been added to this team. I don't know if it was going to be Dwayne Dedman, whether it was going to be Kemp Birch, whether it was going to be like, again, if Vincent Poirier could give you something that there was a name there were bigs out there that should have been signed i'm sorry that is like there's certain things about the enjoy the ride part i've i've hit on a lot this season it's very very hard to enjoy the ride on the roller coaster if the roller coaster is broken in a certain section or if there's a seat belt missing because you might go Mm -hmm. flying off said roller coaster so i'm all i'm saying is at some point big man should have been addressed now the the bigger question is who do you cut do you cut a Cody Martin? Do, I'm not, do you cut a Caleb Martin? Do you cut an? You can't cut Nate Darling because Nate Darling is on a two-way contract that wouldn't have counted. Do you cut a Brad Wanamaker, a guy you just dealt for, who and you ended up kind of needing? Who do you cut for that for that aspect? And that's the one thing I'm fairly like I can understand. I can sympathize with the front office with is if. JB is not going to make the four big guys that he has available. He's not going to make something out of it. Then that's kind of on him. And if that's going to be the case, then I kind of get it. Well, and, you know, the Ken Birch thing, I, I misspoke about the trade there. I mean, that was just uh, clearing waivers and then signing with Toronto. I mean, that's what happened with Kim. And then it's kind of like looking at that and thinking, whew, buddy, you know, I mean, you would have liked to have had him on the Hornets roster. And I think, you know, with with that kind of possibility, it it is interesting. Like, I'm not one. I put an extra point the other day up how I don't think 
that the Hornets are crazy at fault for not addressing it this offseason because we heard some of the reports that they were trying to some degree. And then when they didn't want to spend the money on some of those guys, they looked to the draft and they drafted LaMelo number three instead of Onyeka. Great call. I mean, you you could have tried to address the big man this offseason. And if they would have drafted Onyeka, all we would be doing is saying the Hornets bleeped up because they didn't go after LaMelo Ball instead. No, so I, like I get one, it. I get it there. But that's the thing. I get it with with the draft. The draft is where, look, if they had drafted Onyeka Kong over LaMelo Ball, I would have been leading the charge on speculation <laughs> for that. Like, I get that aspect. That one, yo, that's defensible. That's defensible. Where I do have a problem is, no, again, Nerlens Noel was available for cheap. There were big men that were available yeah, for cheap right. in the offseason that you didn't have that, that were defensive specialists in the offseason. You could have done that. Instead, you decided we're going to invest in Vernon Carey and we're going to invest in Nick Richards. And while they may be good two, three years down the line, for this year, and I understand that you're, again, I understand that they'll say they were ahead of schedule. We didn't have a crystal ball. But at some point, you knew the situation with the center was bad enough. And again, it just comes back to me to maybe if there's any blind spot with Mitch, it might be the big man right now. And that's okay. Yeah. All right. That'll do it for Locked On Hornets uh, today. <laughs> after after we just really not us saying we're not going to talk big man anymore. And that's exactly what this we do. This is the last we talk time we'll talk about, about it for today, at least. <laughs> for today. <laughs> Thanks again to Bill Barr. Uh, thanks again to rockauto.com for supporting the show. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on NBA, Hollinger and Duncan. Have a great day once again. We'll be back with you tomorrow. <laughs>